Father, we are in need of your presence in the way that you were there 2,000 years ago, healing every sickness and disease of our people. We have physical sicknesses, we have spiritual sicknesses, we have emotional sickness. We pray that you would bring health and wholeness to us. We ask the same in your name. Amen. And so Paul, writing to the Corinthians, says, Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement, and that there be no divisions among you, and that you be united in the same mind and the same person, for it's been reported to me by Chloe's people, who are apparently snitches, that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. And so this morning, what I am saying is this, that division and disagreement are not necessarily the same thing. There's a difference between discord and hate. And there's a significant gap between malice and opposition. And I think we've forgotten this, and our churches have forgotten this, and certainly our culture has forgotten this. And so as Paul prayed for Corinth, I pray for Monroe and for our country. I pray that there would be no divisions among us, but that we would be mindful that we were baptized into one name, and only one name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our Father in heaven. For Christ did not send us to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel. And so somehow Paul draws that distinction there, and it's a really weird distinction to make. Why is Paul reminding the Christians in Corinth that the gospel was what they were sent to do, not just baptism? I think it's because baptism is the initiation rite. It's the process by which your old self dies and the new self is born. But it's also the initiation of an individual into a greater whole. It's the process where one person joins the church. The one believer becomes a part of the body of believers. And so too often today, though, I see Christians of the hands and feet group taking pot shots at the eyes of Christ. And they both can agree that the feet of the gospel of peace are just a cornucopia of dangerous heretics. We like drawing those division lines, and we have Baptist versus Episcopal, we have Methodist versus Catholic, and we have the non-denominational churches sitting off to the side, judging everyone equally and pretending like that makes them above it, and maybe just a little bit better than everyone else. And so the question is, if we were all baptized into this one gospel, why are we so divided? Was Christ divided and everyone just forgot to tell the creator of the universe that we carved him up like a Thanksgiving turkey? And so I, I have strong personal opinions on a wide range of issues. I have strong personal opinions on social services and entitlement programs and the impeachment hearings and abolition and, and abortion and women's choice and euthanasia, predestination, original sin, women in ministry, evolution, black lives matter, blue lives matter, white fragility, homosexuality, the purpose of prayer, the use of the apocrypha and worship services, gun rights, gun violence, the importance of public education, and universal health care. 
I could make arguments for my personal opinions with the full force and passion that only comes from a lot of spare time spent studying social issues and theology because I listen to C-SPAN for fun and I read Jürgen Moltmann in my spare time. But if I were to make winning those arguments my goal, I will not have just failed as a pastor, but I will have failed as a follower of Christ. Because my job is not to bludgeon fellow believers, neighbors, friends, and relatives with my opinions and facts until they look more like me. My job is to live out the sanctification that is provided by grace that comes through the sacraments of communion and baptism. My job is to be transformed into the image of Christ so that people, when they see me, they see love and compassion. Because if we embody compassion and Christ-like love, then we will be fundamentally different than people who do not. As we treat people differently, we will seek righteousness, we'll seek justice, We'll seek righteousness for ourselves to make sure that we are doing the right thing and we are doing what God has called us to do. And we seek justice for our neighbor and we seek fairness and safety for our neighbors because that's what Jesus would do. And so every human we realize is of infinite value. And maybe the reason Christianity has lost its good name is because we've forgotten that we ought to treat others as we want to be treated. And so living out that conviction that others are worth just as much as we are, its practice is inherently political. But let's not confuse the symptoms of Christianity for its substance. The substance is Christ and Christ alone. Because we were not baptized into a gospel of correct doctrine. We were baptized into a gospel of a God who's in the business of redemption for all. And that's a deeply radical thing, but that's okay. Because again, to follow Christ is to be fundamentally different. It's to be changed, it's to be made new, it's to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. And there's a reason that Revelation, the final book of the Bible with all of its strong imagery, portrays Jesus not as somebody with a large sword slicing his enemies in half. We see a picture of a savior who is forever slain. We see a lamb that has been sacrificed. And so if we fight for earthly victory over the people we disagree with, we've put the cart before the horse and we've made a toxic mess of our faith. We've mistaken being right for righteousness. We've taken to sanctimonious pearl clutching instead of actually helping people. And we've generally made ourselves anything but helpful to the people who are actually in need. And so I suggest maybe we drop the charade. Maybe we stop pretending that our human differences need to be resolved before we can all come to the one Christ who can make all things new. I want to acknowledge that there are some things that we need to let slide. We need to agree that we're more like the Pharisees than we care to admit. And we need to understand that Christ's point when he took the 600 plus laws of the Old Testament and boiled it down to love God and love your neighbor. If God himself says that, who are we to disagree? And so when we disagree, our disagreement needs to be about reminding one another what love looks like, what kindness 
feels like. And we need to admonish our brothers and sisters to remember the taste of compassion and mercy. And so here's our homework. Here's how we make that happen. We need to pray that God would make us more loving. We need to pray that Christ's compassion will flow like a river through the middle of Monroe. We need to pray that kindness of a good and heavenly father would be the defining characteristic of our nation. And we need to pray that we would repent of our meanness. We need to pray for repentance from selfishness and pray that walls of division that we've cared for for so long would be broken. Because some of us would still prefer to follow Paul, Apollos, or Cephas, and it shows. So instead, we need to pray for one heart and one mind. And we need to pray that they would be the heart and mind of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we start with this prayer. We start with a prayer that you would begin a change in us and make us loving, make us compassionate, make us kind. We pray for repentance from the times that we have been mean or small or careful or stingy. We pray for repentance from selfishness and We even pray that you would break down the walls that we built. So Father, I pray that as each of us go about our week, that the one heart and the one mind that governs our actions would be yours. That we would treat others not only as we would want to be treated, but that we would treat others as you would treat them. And so as we come to your table this morning, ask that you would pour out your grace through this sacrament. That you would reveal to us yourself and your righteousness. And that we would be made new.